The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, good evening, everybody. We got a new crew here tonight for Notebook Wagering. We're going to kick off a little bit of an NCAA bracket special, a little roundtable. Just give you guys a quick overview of the brackets, who we like, what we don't like, who got snubbed. We're online with new guy, our regional nerd, we'd like to call him, Cam 34 on Twitter. We got Smitty Bucks and myself, if you follow Matt. All right, boys, let's uh, let's start. Uh, I really think the committee did a good job. Everybody is always going to get a snub. Everybody's going to have some likes, some dislikes. I'll start with mine. I There was two teams in this tournament that I really despised, and it was Rutgers and Clemson. And lo and behold, I get Rutgers and Clemson out of the gate matched up against one another, ruining some of my Cinderella picks. Not happy about it. And then my second quick take is the East is the beast region here. I think Michigan, Texas, Bama, and who is the third seed in the Florida state is just a massive one, two, three, four for someone to come out of that bracket. Smitty, Kate, J cam. Let's hear it. Well, I love having, we called him the guru of college football. I'm so glad to have Jason. Jason's been part of the notebook for a long time, giving us great info. It's such a pleasure to have Jason on here tonight. I agree with you, Matt. I thought they did a great job. I think the only thing different was, I thought Michigan State should not be in that that game. I don't want to call. I mean, they call, I call it a playing game. I kind of. I mean, it is a playing game. They say that's like the first round. It's a playing game. You know, I'm so happy your Syracuse got in. I think Syracuse should have been in the tournament. Maybe flipping those teams. That's about the only thing different. I think they did a wonderful job. I agree with you. The East is just unbelievable. You know, I'm hey my Hoyas. They're in it. I'm so excited that they're in that. I don't even care if they're in the loaded bracket. I'm so glad they're in the tournament. Another team that I thought I was going to keep an eye on, and of course they're in that, is St. Bonaventure. They're also in that side of the bracket. So I think overall they did a great job. I'm excited. I can't wait to talk to you guys about these games. So um, Jason, have at it, buddy. Well, thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, I've been a long time silent contributor, but uh, finally – getting to uh, annoy everybody over the airwaves um yeah i i you know one of my favorite things to do is fire off a text right now i usually rip the committee for obvious errors and uh i'm having a hard time right now uh it, it doesn't make sense uh everything that they did I, I do agree the east is loaded um you have a lot of teams actually won their conference tournaments. a lot of teams are actually pretty hot right now uh in that area um looking at it, maybe illinois bracket might be like kind of the sleeper one where you have some teams that have played well at the end of the year, um, kind of under the radar a little bit, but came in a little bit hot. So, yeah, no, it should be interesting. I mean, pretty much you have that elite group at the top. 
And then you kind of have that next layer. It was pretty easy to figure out who the two seeds were this year. And after that, it could get pretty wild because there's not much differentiation. Even though the last eight teams are out, you probably could sub them in and there wouldn't be much of a gap. Now, Jason, J- Jason, are you going to survive the night because Penn State did not get in this tournament? Uh, let me just say this. All right. When you look at these ratings, if whatever metric you use, you're passing up Penn State almost consistently to look at some of these teams. And that bothers the heck out of me. 35th in Ken Palm, top 40 in net, and d- didn't even get on a graphic. That's all I want. Give me on a graphic. Matt, I, I, I like Matt. I had to do it because Jason is probably like you said, uh, out of our group, the stat nerd. Oh, and he's a wizard. Uh, dude. He is a, a wizard. wizard, and I, I love, and I'm glad he's part of Notebook, and that's why I just had to throw that out there. And I'm a big Penn State fan, so I, again, it they they had a good year. They had a good year. So I'm a I'm a stat nerd, and then I do a fantasy baseball team with Kaminsky, and he sends me stuff and I kind of, my jaw literally might hit the table for a second. Like wh- how long did it take him to prepare this? <laughs> and, and, and it's every other day he comes, he goes, Oh, I updated this. I was like, Jesus, tiny spreadsheets are my life, whether it's here or outside the world. So all this stuff is at this point, this is actually maybe better at work using doing all this stuff. So he sends uh, me stuff and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I like to crunch numbers too. I told Matt, I think on Saturday, maybe it was off the air. I said, Man, I don't even know what he sends me half the time. I don't even know how to read it. Kaminsky, Smitty doesn't even know what Excel is. Don't don't. Well, know. Yeah, I, I know. tried to make the last one as easy as I could. I tried. It's all drop down. You need, you need to do all the rest. Listen, if you're not giving me up live updates on how the people can survive on the Oregon Trail from the game, I don't really care. It's an eye test do- with me, boys. It's an eye test. I'm going to just d- jump in two two other quick takes I have real quick. I, so we said how the East is loaded. I actually think the West with Gonzaga and the Midwest with Illinois are probably the two easiest brackets. I think the one seeds, I mean, it's, it's so, I, I hate doing it. It's such a chalky play, but I can't really see anybody getting in their way right now to get to the final four. No, I don't either. Gonzaga is really the only issues when they slow down with size this year. And there's yeah. there's not a lot of size on that side of the bracket. Yep. Um, Especially the top half of their bracket. There is no size, period. Yeah, you're – it would be interesting. They would have to – like you look at Oklahoma, Missouri. They're, they're both teams are fairly athletic, but that really doesn't seem to bother Gonzaga. And then no. you have uh, Creighton and USCSB and UVA and Ohio in the bottom. It's, you know, We'll see them in Sweet 16. There's no question there. Yep, absolutely. All right, boys, let's jump into the first four. I know it's they're they're in the tournament, but they are truly playing games. We'll start out with a little just quick fire. Pick some winners here. Let's go with Norfolk State sixteen and seven against Appy State seventeen and eleven. I'm gonna roll with Appy State here to advance and play the Zags on their initial first round. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm all over. Again, Appy State, good. They have a really good guard. I was really shocked they came out of that um, beating Georgia State in the championship game. I, I think Appy State, though, wins. I think they, they have enough to get the win there. Yeah, better league. Uh, Southern's a good league. There's actually better teams in there. So I think that that will help them. Okay. And just for anybody listening, we haven't gotten any lines yet. We've had seen some rough lines, but we're not going to dive into some real 
betting wagers here. We're just going to try to lead you guys through a little bit and sway your mind one way or another. So let's go with the second play in the 16s. We have. I think uh, what we're Mount. trying to do tonight, Matt, is if you have an office pool and you're playing Secretary Betty, you're going to try to beat her in the pool tonight. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to win you some chippies tonight. That's all we're going to do. Hey, just pick mascots, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Brent's wife's been very successful doing that. No kidding. Don't don't get me started. <laughs> all right, let's go. Mount St. Mary's record of. 12 and 10 versus Texas Southern 16 and 8. I'm actually just going to go with Texas Southern here. Mount St. Mary's plays a ton of defense. Low I mean they they're good, but I don't think they can go with a little team that get, likes to get up and boogie. I agree, Texas Southern. Yeah, the NEC is not that good. Okay, then we actually get to one of the best games we're going to see out of the gate. Michigan State, which is going to draw some controversy, should they be a higher seed, a 12, even that doesn't have to play in, or a 10, versus UCLA, who is 17 and 10 with old coach Mick Cronin. I think Sparty's going to get back on their winning ways. They've actually been playing very well lately. Um, They shoot the ball well, and UCLA plays pretty bad defense. And it's going to allow Michigan State to get in their sets. And I think it's a little squeak out of uh, easy round one win here. I agree. I think Michigan State's playing really well. I know Maryland got them the other day. I was on Maryland, but I think they're okay. I said on the show, I think Saturday or the Wednesday show, I, I'm not a big fan of UCLA. I don't think they have it yet. Take Michigan State. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree. Um, Michigan State played better in the second half of the year. They shot the ball better in the second half of the year. And uh, UCLA kind of crawled in four straight losses into the tournament. So kind of wonder how they kind of snuck in the back door. They might be one of the teams we didn't kind of rip on earlier that maybe we should have gave a little more scrutiny. I think you nailed it, though, man. At least if, if one of these teams wins and then they get that, the playing game, at least give somebody a name versus BYU, drawing a little ratings. Yeah, you do wonder how much that's going to be a factor. You have a lot of name programs that aren't here this year. Yep. Uh, and you've got that, I think, what, you're going to have a Sunday-Monday TV games for that second round. That's going to be a, it's an animal they haven't dealt with before, really. You're going to have Sunday night primetime and Monday night. Um, so it'll be, yeah, I, I definitely think they set it up to make sure they get some name programs through. Thank God I'll still be in Vegas on Monday to watch this madness. <laughs> Can we just say this before we move on? Thank God Duke's not in. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Can we move on? Okay. No Duke, no Kentucky, no Louisville. Well, that scared me today, though. Not to not to go off here, but they started. Duke came out and they went, "Oh, we're okay now. Now we can play." And I, I'm like, yeah. "Well, who cares? Guess what? Us three, and we put Q on the team. We can play too. We don't deserve to be in the tournament." Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, Duke's at a 33 Ken Palm. They're actually they oh. stole Penn State's thunder. <laughs> they, they they were they are the top two not in. This I mean, is why this guy is on the show, Matt, right here for this kind of stuff. Give me for anyone listening. Kaminsky loves him some PSU. What's I do, what's what I'm saying is that Duke was actually better. They actually were more deserving than PSU, which really kills me to say. They won six of the last nine. I mean, you know, they lost two of those games in overtime. They could have been 8-1 going into the tournament. Like, they probably should have got more consideration than they did. I mean, if you look at – if you're in love with Michigan State, then it's hard to not like Duke because basically we're the same team the last two months of the year. Oh, my goodness. 
Why did I text this guy to be on the show? I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. What's the song, Matt? That it's like at it's like shot, shot, shot. It's oh yeah, LMFAO. When, shot, if Jason yeah. comes on, we should do it. And it should be stats, 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 stats. <laughs> love it. I love it. It's all content. Just content. I love it, Jason. I'm just joking. That's why you're on the show, buddy. All right, last first four. We have Wichita State Shockers at they are. 16 and 5 against Drake, 25 and 4. I think the smart play here is taking Wichita State with their uh, pedigree that everybody still kind of remembers them from. I'm actually going to roll with the Drake on this one. I think they're slightly better. And I don't know, Wichita, uh, I think next year they're a team to really watch out for. I'm not going to give them the nod this year. I'm just going to play a little underdog in Drake. I, I like Wichita. I like the coach. I've said it many times on the show this year. Drake, one of their better players, got hurt. You know, again, they have a great year. I'm I'm glad they, they can compete and maybe make a run. I, I like Wichita State. Take the shockers in this game for me. These teams are really similar when you look at the stats. Uh, they play really good offense, and they play no defense. Uh, so this is going to be a pretty entertaining game on a Thursday night. This is probably the exact opposite of Rutgers-Clemson. Um which is clearly a 12 o'clock start on <laughs> Friday. Yes. But uh, <laughs> before you even wake up, that game's going to get out of the way. Um, I think Drake's still missing two guys. Uh, it seems like it hurts them. Uh, it's hurt their scoring. They didn't have enough firepower to beat uh, Loyola in the final of the um, MVC. So I'm going to go with Wichita State. I think they kind of had it under the radar good year. Um, I think they kind of got overshadowed by Houston in the uh, All-American. So Wichita State. So I'm going to give one quick shout-out, too, when I was watching a little pregame. One snub that made a lot of sense, and it was actually made by Dick Vitale, of all people, was Belmont to not get in or even get in one of these first four. I think they had 26 wins this year, tied for the most in, in all of D1. But I mean, yeah, I know it's correct. a small conference, but... Well, Matt, I mean, Jason would know more than that. If, like, who, You know, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me. It just usually those kind of conferences, you you have to win it. I, so, I don't, yeah, I don't. I mean, well, again, Jason can go into like who the like all the different numbers, and maybe they should have. But when you and they got they got manhandled. It wasn't like that game was close. Moorhead put it to them in that championship. Yeah, one one hundred four on the Ken Palm. That's not going to get you in. Um, the years they've gotten in, they've been much higher than that. Now, maybe not their fault because I don't know who they could schedule this year. So. That's right. A little tricky, but uh, they dominated their conference. The only team they really couldn't beat was Moorhead State, and that's the one they had to get get through. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're having the NIT. They'll be there. So it'll be interesting to see how they hold up against those teams. That might help them for next year because I think it's a fairly young Belmont team. And I like that conference. I mean, I I was high on Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky took it to them one time this year. It's true. Uh, You know, it just – they looked – I watched that game. I had Belmont in that game. I thought they would play really well. They did not. They they got Moorhead took it to him. So you know, Dicky. I love Dicky V, but he. I don't know. I think he's a little bit uh, sometimes lost on what he's talking about right now. I think it was a good take, though. I like it. it's, it's it's a good talking point, especially yeah. in this this messed up year we had with all those wins. I mean, yeah, you could uh, easily put them in, and people wouldn't have thought twice because they actually do know that name. I don't know if they're quite there yet, but you know, people have recognized that name. At least basketball fans would. Yeah, I could have saw them as the playing game against uh, Wichita State instead of Drake, who's missing two stars. 
Yeah. Okay, let's dig into let's dig into some of the bigger brackets now. Let's start with the what we call the meat grinder here of the East. Um, I assume you guys are everybody's going to pencil Michigan in for a round one win over the winner of Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern. So let's go to the eight nine. We have LSU eighteen and nine versus St. Bonaventure sixteen and four. Both these squads like to run, like to gun. This is going to be this is actually going to be probably the second best. 8-9 game coming in behind Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech on the other side. I actually like how LSU has turned their season around. Mid-season, they, they turned to mediocrity and kind of just floated along. But they've actually played really well, and then they made that strong run in the SEC tournament. And then the Bonnies go and win the A-10 and did it pretty impressively. I think this is two really hot squads. I'm actually just going to lean slightly to LSU being from the power power conference. I like LSU in this game, I, and I love St. Bonaventure. I said off the air, I was really looking at them. I lost it today by a half a point, gave out a teaser. VCU hit a three late, but I lost by a half. St. Bonaventure, a lot of juniors on that team. A lot of juniors in that starting lineup. I love that. LSU, very athletic. They can score. That was a great championship in the SEC today between them and Alabama. I, I like LSU, and I'll tell you what, Michigan heads up in the second round. That's all I yeah, have to say. Very much so. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, th- I think we're going to go with St. Bonaventure here. I think they're a little more disciplined. Um, kind of another under-the-radar program. A-10 didn't get much discussion this year because they didn't have the big-name program like they had with Dayton last year. Uh, LSU kind of it takes a lot of bad shots. but They have really good athletes to go get it. But uh, uh, I like the way uh, St. Bonaventure's coach. Will Wade's more of a kind of roll the balls out. Uh, get guys on the floor with stars and uh, St. Bonaventure plays a little more discipline. I'm going to take them. Just a quick guess. What would you guys think this line would probably be set at? I'm probably going to guess, but St. Bonnie's probably going to get two. I think I can actually look right now. I think it's a one point game right now. That's tight. Yes. LSU given one. So I was was going to say about three, three three and a half to four. I was going to, in that range. Yeah, that's why I make this out at uh, it's about a four point game for LSU. So, all right, I should just give the floor to Smitty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Colorado, twenty two and eight, at runner up in the Pac twelve, going against the Georgetown Hoyas, Man. thirteen and twelve, the twelve seed. Definitely one of the top five hottest teams coming into the tournament right now. Man, Smitty, my, go. My smile is really big right now. What a great game last night. Harris, player of the tournament, freshman point guard, unbelievable. And a lot of – man, his defense was locked down. Lay, the Northwestern State transfer, unbelievable game. He wanted the game. He wanted it. He got a, a lot of loose balls. Love that team yesterday played. It was like 49, 50 years on Big John getting hired at Georgetown. I mean, it's like a, it was like a movie. I mean, throw that like a Christmas movie on Hallmark right there. And it was just great. I loved every second of it. I I like Colorado too. I mean, Nails, I've said it how many times on this show to you. I like Colorado. Big team too. I thought Georgetown's size against some teams could have been a great matchup. This a little concerns me with the size because Colorado's really big too. Oh man, it, I think it's tough. I think Colorado has a. I love their point guard. I'm gonna roll Georgetown just because it's my team. But I, I mean, this this would be a great teaser play if 
Jason, do you have a line on this one yet? I do. Uh, let's see what we got here. I mean, I know we're not Colorado doing... laying five. I know we're not doing lines yet or anything like this. Um, you know, again, I'm going to rule Georgetown just because I, I hope it keeps going. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, take Georgetown. I think I would take Georgetown with the points because these are two really good defensive teams, and I, this could be a bit of a rock fight at times. Georgetown's offense was excellent in the Big East tournament, and Colorado's kind of gave out on them in the Pac-12 tournament, which is why Oregon State was able to get by them. But uh, they both can guard both teams. That, that's been there all year for both of them. So uh, definitely probably would lean under. It's probably I think it's 138 now, so it's pretty low under as it is. Or, but uh, – Probably not going to be the prettiest game. I'll probably give Colorado a slight nod, but, but Georgetown's so hot and they're, they're scoring points and they they found a good role for the guy coming off the bench. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but it's tough. Blair, Blair, Blair yeah. is really Blair good. Is, Blair's a starter. Blair's coming off the bench. You know the scary thing about that game because just my team Pickett had like two points yesterday. That was amazing. They won by like twenty eight points. Pickett's like one of their best players. He had two points. The defense is there too right now. The, they have picked up on the defense that is just – it looks like old Georgetown basketball, blocking a lot of shots, very competitive, getting out there, contesting shots. I think it's – I agree with Jason. I think it's it's going to be a very defensive struggle game. I love the, the point guard for Colorado, though, right. Marcus Wright. Yeah, oh. he's stud. Uh, he's so smooth. He, he he scores, he rebounds, and he dishes. I mean, he's such a tough matchup. I actually am going to have to agree with you guys, but I would take Colorado in this one. I, 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 it's hard to go against Georgetown right now, but I think that Colorado squad is a little underrated, and I'm going to lean to them. Let's jump down to... The Florida State Seminoles, 16 and 6 against UNC Greensboro, 21 and 6. Uh, UNC Greensboro would have been one of my higher Cinderella picks if they didn't land this matchup. If they found somehow found their way up to Virginia and that four seed, but I think this is probably a pretty easy win for Florida State. Go, go Florida State. Really let me down last night, but I think they rebound. I agree with you, Matt. I really was going to keep an eye on UNC Greensboro, where they were at. This isn't a good matchup for them. Too much size, too much, too many athletes on Florida State. Take Florida State. I think they win by double digits. Yeah, UNC Greensboro kind of wins in their conference by being more athletic, and you can't out-athletic Florida State. Uh, yeah. they're, they're as big and as deep as anybody. Um, the one interesting thing, though, is Greensboro is excellent at forcing turnovers. They profile very similar to Georgia Tech. So this might be a little closer than you would think. I mean, Florida State's probably interesting, too, that you don't really know who their go-to guy is. They've always had that issue where, you know, they always kind of have someone step up. Um, so if Greensboro can hang around, maybe they can make this interesting. But, yeah, probably Florida State is going to win this. It's probably about a 10-point game. Uh, I, I think their last go-to guy was Bob Sura. Oh, I love Bob, sir. Oh, I, I watched him, him in the state championship game out yep. of GAR at Hershey Arena. He went down to try to hit the game-winning shot. He had the whole five teams on him, and he dribbled the whole way down, took the shot, didn't pass it. Loved it. Yep. I watched him at Mart's <laughs> Hall, Pottsville High. He uh, There was a, a – not the finals or anything, but it was a play-in game, and our high school was there. We played after them. Bob, sir, just absolutely dominated and dunked all over that court like it was no one's business. So you know, I was like – 
I never realized how good he was until I saw him in person. You know how funny that is? Because, you know, somehow some people put like, hey, put a random person on Twitter. I did that last week and it was Bob Sura. That was funny that you brought him <laughs> awesome. on. Love Bob, Bob Sura. Fantastic. Man, we got to get him on the show. I'd love to talk to Bob Sura. Yeah. All right. We'll skip over the BYU versus Michigan State UCLA winner. We'll jump down to Texas, 19 and 7, three seed versus the 14 seed, Abilene Christian, 23 and 4. I really, really like this Abilene Christian team, especially in their tournament, and they won me a little bit of money doing so, but I don't think they're any match for this Texas team who's actually playing extremely well right now, and they are almost a clone version of Florida State, long, lean, and athletic, and they got three guards who can go get it. Yeah, I agree. Texas. And I like I watched a little bit of Abilene Christian because Matt talked about him so much yesterday on the show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching them. They're a very good team. Uh, it it stops there. I take Texas. Texas wins this game and they could win big. I well, I'll take Texas to win, but I think Abilene Christian will hang around. I think they'll cover. Uh they can guard. Um they're athletic. Texas at times kind of gets a little hectic. And uh, the offense breaks down. I mean, you see how talented they are because, I mean, they're one of those teams when they come off the bench, you're like, uh, how are we going to play these guys? But they don't always play to that. And uh, I think a good solid team. Abilene Christian's been good for two seasons now. I think that they'll actually – they'll cover. I don't think that they can win it, though. But, you know, they're close enough. Who knows? Do you think with that athleticism, do you think Shaka should mix it up a little bit and run a little more pressure with those guys? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. He's gotten away from that uh, completely. Yeah. I think he tried to play that early there, and it just didn't play. And, you know, I think that's an issue where he made an adjustment because he's recruiting way better players. And sometimes it's tougher to get those guys to buy in to those schemes because you got to work. you got to put the effort in when you're playing and pressing. I mean, that's fitness too. And sometimes it's hard. If a guy thinks he's already going to the NBA next year, he's not going to put the work in. And they've had a bunch of those type of players who haven't had that kind of, like, you know, that uh, drive. That's really hurt them, I think. Uh, VCU, whenever he was there, they always played hard. And, you know, those guys were one- and two-star recruits because you can convince them to play that way. Um, so I give him credit for adjusting his style to recruiting up. A lot of coaches can't do that. Jamie Dixon really struggled with that. Um, but, yeah, you would think at least in a half court they could at least kind of extend the defense a little more. And they do at times. They kind of match the level of their opponent with how well they play defense. And his hair looks fantastic right now, so it doesn't matter. He has great hair <laughs> I, I right was, now. He has great hair. the biggest shock. I totally thought he could grow hair. I, I thought they got a new coach right at the beginning of the year. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> no, I, right, agree. You know, I thought Jason said it really well there. I, I completely agree with it. I, I, I love the style. I mean, I love the style when he was at VCU. I mean, they beat yep. Georgetown in the tournament the one year. I think Jason really made a great point there that sometimes you have to adjust and maybe he doesn't think the team can do it that way. And, He's having a great year, so I think they're they're a good team. They're a good team. Okay, let's hit UConn, seven seed, fifteen and seven versus Maryland, the ten seed, sixteen thirteen. UConn's one of the uh, streakier teams coming in right now. Book Knight has them rolling. Uh, Maryland, I I was actually big on them in the Big Ten tournament, and then they went and kind of flopped in the second half against Michigan. And uh, I would have actually liked to seen Jawan Howard kick their coach's ass for a little bit. <laughs> but I, I'm going to roll UConn here. I think it's just basically going to lean to the hot team. And I'm pretty sure when I looked, this line was only a two-and-a-half point game. I think it's a team. Maryland's a weird team. 
It's a weird team. Could they get hot and go far? I, I think they can. I like UConn. I think this this could be – it'd be interesting with the over-under in this. This could be a like a – you talk about a slow, like just a fight. This game could be that. If you like playing unders, maybe keep an eye on this one. I would take just who, who I think is going to win. I think UConn wins. Yeah, as you, like you said, UConn, 301st in tempo. So they play slow. And I know Maryland will play just as slow as you will. I'm shocked Maryland's here. I watched them get crushed by Clemson early in the year, and they looked like it was a complete rebuilding year, and Turgeon was going to get fired. And he kind of got it going back around. But, yeah, there's never a time where you think, oh, this Maryland team is going to shock people. <laughs> like, yeah. they kind of just – they won enough games that they got themselves through. And, uh, yeah, I UConn looks really good on the stats. Um, 16th on Ken Palm, which shocks me. Um, they've got good players. They got their best player back recently. Um, and clearly, they took all the steam out of Creighton because Creighton had nothing left for Georgetown the next night. So uh, I'd probably lean UConn here. And too. thank you for that. That was great. <laughs> all right, let's finish this uh, bracket up. We have the two seed, Alabama Crimson Tide, winners of the SEC Conference tourney in a great game, 24-6 and six against... Yes, the evil man, Niedermeyer from Animal House. Any other villain you like? Rick Patino is back with Iona, twelve and five. The the Gales. You know, I think uh, it's funny that everybody thinks this guy. Now, listen, I know he took a girl into the restroom and did five seconds of something really quick, and I know there was stuff going on. But man, I said it on the Saturday show. There's people doing stuff. All you know, you're watching the LSU game today, and they're talking about the FBI with Wade. I mean, come on now. Get, I mean, I love me some Rick Patino. I do too. I think it's great. Who cares? I mean, Bruce Pearl. You want to talk about a guy that has more problems going on? They hired him at Auburn, and now they're on probation again. I mean, of course <laughs> they are. Of course they are. But do you Auburn see has no problem? issues with that. If you win, they got them to the finals, right? So yeah. that's that's two or three years of probation. That's how they used to do things down at the SEC. Exactly. Kind of got away from it. Now they just don't – they just kind of look the other way. Who cares? Uh, Who cares if you win? This – I'll tell you, Matt, I don't, I don't know – I haven't watched enough Iona this year because that conference was really a lot of COVID stuff and – I, I just don't I, – I can't see that they're going to be able to hang with this. No. Thing. In my opinion, they don't have anywhere near the talent level to even keep this game close no. unless they somehow can get Bama shooting 29% for the game and keeping this thing around 55 to 50. But I, I don't see how they slow down this Bama team. Well, I think Patino gets too much credit too because Iona's been good in that league forever. Yep. Like. They're always, you know, that was like Tuesday appointment television on uh, championship week was Iona versus Priciana or somebody else. Like Niagara. these are good kids here. Man had in a couple years in a row. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think his name was Tim. Is wasn't it like Tim Clue? Clue? Yeah, Tim Clue. Yeah, like something like that. That guy's a G, that guy was a great coach. Yeah, that, that's a good team. And that he ran up and down. What kid doesn't want to go to college and just run up and down and shoot and don't play defense and you get the ball and you run it back up and that? I mean, of course, in that in that conference. In Yonkers, New York, New Rochelle, New York. That's literally New York City. Hey, who wants to go play street ball for me? I mean, come on. It's like yeah. <laughs> you cast a wide enough net, you're going to get a good team at Iona. And I guess they think Patino will eventually build something there accordingly. So um, that's a pretty big step up to come from uh, the Metro Athletic League. But they have a chance. Uh Alabama won't get in trouble here for this. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about Alabama later on about how they could be a little vulnerable because they do love the three. 
and you can live and die with the three. Yep, they truly are going to. All right, let's jump up to the West. Let's go with the overall top seed. Let's go with the Zags playing game. There's no way either of those teams hangs with the Zags. So enjoy your one game in Indianapolis. Moving on, we're going to go touch to the 8-9. Well, what, what do you think the point spread will be for that game? We should probably put, it, we should it's, make a speculation. It, it's got to be 28 I'm, to 30. I'm not going to cheat. Well, no, I'm going to cheat now since we have it out there. But, uh, 28 and a half. Twenty and a half. I'm actually going to go over both of those because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gonzaga is impressive. You know, it's funny they really aren't getting enough attention because people have been kind of ripping on them, but they really do have a legitimate chance to go undefeated, which I didn't think would ever happen after UNLV. Yep. You know, I know they didn't go undefeated, but well, maybe they did. And <laughs> they, uh, it, isn't it the 45th anniversary too of the last undefeated team? Yes, yes, yeah, 76 yep. Indiana. Yep. I don't think really too many teams have been close. I think uh, – so... And the other stat of the day was um, the the year Indiana went undefeated, Kentucky and Duke were not in the tournament. Yeah, I think Duke was a mess. I think Kentucky was yeah. on probation. So, yep. <laughs> again, SEC, that's a good old days where you, you bravo, trade that off. Kentucky, bravo. So, so I, I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere around 30. Okay. We'll see. I said 28 to 30, so hey. Using the little Kempom metric that's pretty close to the Vegas lines, it's going to be around 30. And I'll bet you that gets bought up to like 33 if I get first tip. Man, and you're going to see some crazy money line parlays with Kitsaga because that is – it might be like one of those games with uh, – yeah, what you call it, the FBS schools where the, or the FCS schools where they don't – you can take uh, the underdog, but you can't take the favorite. Yep. <laughs> take the live bet when it's 56 and a half. <laughs> All right, let's jump to the 8-9. Let's go with uh, Big 12, Oklahoma, the 8-seed, 15-10, and 10, against the former Big 12 team now in the SEC, uh, Missouri Tigers, the 9-seed, 16-9. and nine. This should be a really um, pretty much blue-collar game to me. Neither team can score tons. Both actually play decent defense. I think Oklahoma just has a couple more stars than Missouri, and they should be able to eke out a really, really close win here, in my opinion. Yeah, Oklahoma not playing the greatest right now. Been a little cold the last couple weeks, but I think you said it well there, Matt. I think it's going to be a street fight, uh, and, and you said it so correctly. I think they have a little bit more talent on offense. I think this is a close game, but I'd take Oklahoma. Yeah, I think is is. Bad as Oklahoma finished the year, that's a really tough league. And, you know, every one of those Big 12 teams kind of went through that ringer part of their schedule where they were just facing good teams every night, and it kind of adds up. Uh, Missouri also kind of struggled home and wasn't quite as a dawning of the schedule. So, yeah, I, I think I like Oklahoma here. I think the elite of the Big 12 are pretty good this year. So I Very think they're going to get they're gonna get through the second weekend, most of them. I think it's not all. All right. 5-12 matchup every year. We have a 12 who likes to advance. I actually think I found one Cinderella so far. We have the Creighton Blue Jays, 20 and 8 at the UC Santa Barbara Gauchos, the 12 seed, 22 and 4. I looked earlier when these matches first got dropped. I think UC Santa Barbara was getting eight and a half, just rough numbers. I am going to drop a little pizza money on the Gauchos to win this game outright. 
Yeah, I, 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 I really like, I gave it out last night, Moneyline play on the Gauchos. Really like him. McLaughlin's a really good guard, averaging about 16 a game, shooting about 40% three-pointer. Soy's another really good player on that. I woke up this morning. I only stayed up until about halftime of that. Uh, it was a tight game. It was only about three at half. Got up. They won by double digits. Really good team. Creighton, again, I like. I think just played really bad yesterday. I think they will regroup. I think they will win this game. I, I could see them making a little bit of a run here in this bracket. So I, I, I like the Gauchos, but take the Blue Jays in this matchup to win. Yeah, no, I'll go pizza money on the upset here too. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened to Creighton in that last game, but it was bad. It was, it was real bad. I'll tell you right now, they played the Georgetown Hoyas. That's what they did. <laughs> That's probably what it was, uh, but UCSB is 69th in Ken Palm. That's pretty. That's above Oregon State. That's above Wichita State. That's above Ohio. It's not that far behind Sparty. This is a pretty good team, yeah. and uh, it's one of those teams that's probably you know it's seeded correctly. But when you people are look at it, they're not going to think seeded correctly. And uh, it's seven points now, so people are buying them because I think that's down a point since you got them, Matt. And yeah, uh, yeah so I don't think that's going to be the darling five twelve upset, but it's. Definitely going to be on people's radar. Love it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject a quick uh, fun gambling story from a few years ago, before Pennsylvania had legalized gambling. I go to Vegas every year for March Madness. Kaminsky was like, "Hey, can you make bets for me?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Well, between me getting two hours of sleep, up every morning at seven, his text shooting through like 18 games a day. Then all of my betting slips. My wallet was so George Costanza out. <laughs> I didn't even know whose tickets I'm cashing, and we both actually cashed a ton. I think at one point, Kaminsky was up like 480, and I was like, buddy, I don't even know what you're up right now. I was like, I, I'll just give you money when I get home. <laughs> you had one that said get free guitar lessons. You had yeah. no clue. <laughs> Pretty much. There may have been a junior no, that was, in there. Yeah, that was a good year. That was Gulf Coast. That was Iowa State. Yep. That was uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun that year. Gulf Coast yeah. was fun. I was out at the bars watching games, and Remember telling a bartender that I had Gulf Coast money line? And guy looked at me like, "Oh, he's a derelict." And yep. then uh, when it came through, like the whole bar was kind of rooting for the uh, the Eagles at that point. So I had, love that. I had I had people checking on me daily during that tournament. So uh, it's <laughs> Gulf Coast. That was Georgetown. Yeah, I told that's Smitty right. Off, that's right. That's it. I told Smitty off the air the other day. I made a bet. I still remember it, and I don't know why. I made a forty-eight dollar money line bet on Florida Gulf Coast. Don't know why it was 48. Don't know why it was 50. Maybe that's all I had in my wallet at the time. And then I got pretty tuned up at night, and I made another $48 money line bet on them. So I cashed it twice in the morning. I was like, I don't know what happened here. Smartest man in the room. That's what happened. Yeah. Stupendous. I love it. Love it. Uh, all right. Let's go to the next matchup. We have – the Virginia Cavaliers, the four seed against the Ohio Bobcats, coming in super smoking hot, 16 and 7, the 13 seed. And I'm going to do it again. This is going to be back to back. Money line, pizza money, throw it on the Bobcats who can get up and go a little bit. Virginia still is struggling. Now they have these COVID issues. How much are they going to practice? Who's going to be ready to roll? I'm going to take the Bobcats. I'm probably going to roll them twice. I'll probably roll. The money line, I'll probably take their points as well. Yeah, I like I like the Bobcats. I mean, they they really burned me last night. I had Buffalo money line and gave it out. They're five and one out of their last six. 
out of their last 10 games, one game in the 90s, eight in the 80s, one in the 70s. If they score, and I've said it multiple times in the last couple of weeks, this is a UVA team that does not defend like they used to. If Ohio can score, watch out. I like the upset here too. Yeah, no, UVA hasn't really been the same team. I think they kind of took advantage of a weekend ACC this year because this is not as – like early in the year, they struck, they've lost to San Francisco uh, to the start. San Francisco was terrible this year. Um People have figured out kind of how to attack them. They do a lot of stuff at the top of the key. They don't let them set the defense on the other side. And uh, I think Ohio will figure that out pretty quickly just from watching some game films and stuff. They can score. Now, when you get to these tournaments, though, it's easy to slow down tempo. It's it's hard to speed it up. It's going to be real hard to speed up a Virginia team. Um, So it'll be interesting. It basically comes down to Hauser hits his shots. That was was my point. If if he's not on, they struggle. And uh, like you said, the defense isn't airtight anymore. It's just a good defensive team. we're going to talk about a couple other teams like that this year Yeah, because, uh, later on. I mean, I've said and, uh, they don't have they don't have a lot of scores. I mean, Jason, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not high on the point guard. The point guard's really small. I don't think he can create. And I, now, again, I, I haven't watched a lot of Ohio games, so I'm going to say that. Do they have size? Maybe they don't. But if he penetrates, he's in trouble sometimes. I think you guys, you said it well. Hauser has to play well. Huff has to play really well. Other than that, I'm just not – I'm not high on Virginia. I have not been all year. Yeah, Hauser is the cog that makes that, that uh, engine go. If, if he's if he's cannon threes, they're actually still a really solid team. If he's off, whew, I'm, I'll be watching this for a big upset. Yeah, no, Ohio needs to get a lead here. It's it's the same recipe with Virginia as it always is. If you can get up on him and play from behind, they have an excellent chance to win that game. Yep. All right, let's jump to uh, USC, who uh, – during the bracket show, man, a lot of people seem to be really high on USC. 22-7 and seven out of the Pac-12, the sixth seed. They're going to go against a Wichita State Drake winner. Um, you guys both liked Wichita State to move in. I'll, I'll play along with that. Let's say USC plays Wichita State. I actually think USC is good enough to win this first-round game. They do have the Pac-12 player of the year. Um, just talent alone, I think they, they should be able to advance. Yeah, I like USC in this. I think, and I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of USC, but I I agree with you. They have the best player in the conference. The guy's going to go really high in the NBA draft. I think they'll be okay in this matchup. I think USC wins this game. I think the only thing with USC, um, they, it's basically it's Mobley and it's the point guard. I can't remember his name right now. They run the whole offense, and everything kind of feeds off of those two. Um, if you can, if the point guard doesn't play well. Their offense bogs down. I mean, they, they can go keep guarding you, and they will stay in the game that way. But I think USC is vulnerable. Um, it would be, I think, they'd be shocking. But I definitely think that they're going to get a scare here from whoever comes out of that game because I think Wichita or Drake can score enough points um, to actually stay in it. So it'll, it'll be close. Okay, let's jump to the three fourteen game. We have the three seed Kansas Jayhawks, twenty and eight, out of the Big Twelve versus fourteen Big Sky Conference, Eastern Washington. 16 and 7. So 16 and 7 doesn't look too great on paper. Um, this team loves to go. Go, go, go. Kansas, not so much. This actually jumped off my sheet at me a little bit. I know it's dumb to pick a 14 over a 3. I mean, it's happened only like 22 times in the entire tournament. I'm going to give this one a look see, though. I actually 
We'll definitely be playing Eastern Washington, getting points. Not sure what those points are right now, but Kansas should win this. But this is probably going to be maybe a really long shot pizza money, money line. Just chuck a dart. Why not? Yeah, I mean, this is a team you've bragged, you bragged up a lot, Matt. They can score a lot of points. Kansas sometimes can't. If they're shooting well, could this be one of those games that's a nail-biter? I'm going to go Kansas to win this game. I don't know what the line is yet. This would be a teaser king play for me with the dog. I would tease up Eastern Washington and hopefully can cash that ticket with somebody else. So the line is 11 and a half, uh, Kansas is laying at this point. I, I thought know. it was going to be higher than that, personally. Well, I'll tell you what. So Eastern Washington – uh, obviously the big sky kind of, you know, out the radar. I forget what channel they, they show their games on. I know you get a free when you get a Vizio TV, um, the outdoor <laughs> network. It, yeah. It's out there. Like, yeah, I mean, you get the full big sky network. So you get to see the volleyball, you get to see everything out there. So, you know, maybe, we'll, maybe, we'll, State maybe we'll break down the brackets in the volleyball tournament out there too. So, <laughs> but when you look at Eastern Washington, what's interesting, here's our non-conference at Washington state at Arizona at Oregon, and then they played at St. Mary's. Those are legit teams. Like, that's a good non-conference schedule. They lost to St. Mary's by five, Washington State by three, Arizona by three, and then they got smoked by the Ducks in Oregon, which a lot of teams do. Um, if they're shooting, this this could be a scary game. This is definitely a money uh, point spread play. And, you know, if you're having a good day, I think this is, you know, if it's if this game's on at 9 o'clock on the schedule and you've got a, you're having a good day, you definitely put a money line on this. I completely – Completely agree, buddy, and that's yeah. why I love it. I love what you just said. I can't wait to see this game later and watch this 11.5 point maybe dip down and be like 9. I'll be like, man, something's going on here. They play fast too, which will be yeah. interesting because it, sure. it's kind of different with from a Virginia, right? Kansas will run with you, and yep. so they're going to be able to get tempo. It might get them some more looks. They shoot the ball really well. Uh, everything here is green. Free throws, 2-point, 3-point. So um, – they like it's pretty balanced of an offense, so you know it's one of those things. If they can get ahead, they're at least going to cover, and then who knows? You know, crazy stuff happens. Hey, Kansas has not been Kansas this year. They got hot late, but could be vulnerable. Check the team points out. I love those bets. Love the team points. Yeah, team no points team points. Fun time. You just doesn't matter that you know. You just look at the team points. Keep an eye on the team points on this. It's like you guys said, they can score. Matt Matt has sold me on this team. I've tracked this team since Matt talked about them weeks and weeks ago. I've hit some. I hit some team points on this. I like it. I agree with you guys. I think this game could be a little closer than some people think. Okay, we're going to hit the 7th seed, the Oregon Ducks, 20-6 and six against VCU, the 10th seed, 19-7. and seven. I thought VCU should have been in one of the first four play-in games, but I can't argue with them where they have them. Maybe they're a little high. I actually think Oregon is – perfectly formed right now. Dana Altman always has his team going pretty well into the tourney time, and then he usually makes a pretty solid run with his crew. I think they have enough scoring. I actually think they play enough defense, and they're still athletic enough. I don't think they should actually have a problem against VCU in this game. I like Oregon. Enough said. Oregon's too, too good. Too good. This would be a fun game to watch because this is going to be all over the place. Like Both teams love the press. Um, both teams love to turn it over. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Uh, they have similar body types. They have a ton of like six, seven, six, eight athlete guys. Both sides do. Um, sure do. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who controls tempo. They they both go up and down. 
it's going to be a fun game. Oregon plays a little slower, so they're probably going to want to slow it down. And, you know, they weren't real effective with their press against Oregon State, which really got them. They couldn't get them out of their offense, and Oregon State loves to run their stuff. Um, so I'm going to take Oregon just because I don't really think – I agree with you. VCU probably got a little overrated here. Um, and uh, I can't see them executing if this game slows down. Love it. All right, last game of the bracket. Uh, Iowa, the two seed, 21-8 and eight with Garzilla going against the 15 seed. Grand Canyon, 17-6. and six. A lot of people are going to be like, whoa, 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 isn't Grand Canyon an online university? <laughs> well, they are, but they still have like 40,000 students, and now they have a campus and everything. That's, a, that's actually a really good small school. Uh, Dan Marley built that up, that program up. They're, they're actually pretty solid. But, I mean, Iowa is legit. They're going to score. This is going to be a high point total. Garza is going to get his. Wieskamp actually looks like he should be 100% healthy by the time it rolls around. I think Iowa rolls on this one. I don't know what the line is. It's going to be a lot, and the point total is going to be a lot, but I'm going to stick with the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I agree with you. Grand Canyon, great job at Dan Marley. Uh, Bryce Drew right now is the coach. I believe they have a seven-footer on that team. Could maybe give Garza a little bit of trouble, but not enough. I mean, this is going to be I, – I completely agree. I think Iowa really steamrolls this game. I'll take Iowa big in this. Asborn Midgard. That's the guy who's going to be <laughs> faced against Garza. 7.270. So he's a big fella. He's so it's, it's guy, kind of yeah. interesting. We were talking before about how Illinois had some answers uh, with big guys. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting who controls tempo here because Grand Canyon plays really slow. And, I uh, hope Osborne Midgard has his win because he's going to need to get up and down the court. Like Some out of a Thor movie, that name. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is interesting, though, because Grand Canyon played the schedule this year. They played Nevada. They played Arizona State. They played San Francisco and Colorado. So, um, you know, the, the big the whack has kind of fallen off over recent years. I mean, you know, you got Tarleton State and Dixie State in that league now from the old yeah. days where they had some uh, pretty dangerous schools like Utah State and uh, Nevada. But, uh, you know, it's, if they control tempo, it's hard to say. Iowa's beat everyone who wasn't elite this year, and that's where they really struggle is against good teams. So, yeah, they, they shouldn't really have any issues here. Um, Green Canyon is probably a little too big and slow to stay with Iowa. It's just going to ball them from the outside. All right, let's jump to let's jump to the Midwest since we kind of deemed Illinois as having a pretty easy path. So we have the top seed, Illinois, winners of the Big Ten in a fabulous game against Ohio State today. 23 and 6 going against the Drexel Dragons. 12 and 7. No brainer here, in my opinion. I actually saw this line was huge. Just just roll Illinois. Move on. Yeah, I mean, I think Drexel has a pretty good, a nice team. It's just a really bad matchup. Good luck. You're going to get blown out. Take, take uh, Illinois. Yeah, it would, the only thing will be interesting here is just the spread, just because Drexel plays so slow. Yep. Whether they can slow it down enough to cover, but yeah. Okay, here comes my round one game of the tournament: Loyola Chicago, Sister Jean. Still around. Is still around. <laughs> Twenty-four and four. They are the eight seed. I think they massively got robbed of possibly a seven seed, or I would have even loved to see them as a ten seed and play down in the lower half of the bracket, going against Georgia Tech. Winners of the ACC tournament, only getting a nine seed, 17 and eight. We talked off air about this a lot. Um, this should be a fantastic game to watch. Both play defense, both have bigs. Moses Wright, though, for Georgia Tech is definitely the X factor. It, I don't know if they're going to be able to slow him down. I really wanted to advance Loyola Chicago, and I don't know if I can do it. 
I am going to stay as a no play on this right now, and I'm going to let you two guys hit on it. You know, I agree. I mean, this is this is a team, Loyola, that you thought could really go far. Again, if they win this, they got a big boy. Could he crash with the big boy for Illinois? Yeah, I mean, can it, they really can lock you down. I'm impressed with Georgia Tech. I thought they played a great game last night. This is a great game. This is a really – it's going to be – a good game to watch. I mean, it might be a little slower and some people might get bored with this game, but I think it's a really good game. It's a tight one. Uh, oh man. Uh, give me, I'll tell you what, give me Georgia tech in this. I think a lot of people, I think, a, you know, the only reason I'm saying that is because I think a lot of people think Loyola was, I heard so many people, Oh, Loyola is going to the sweet 16. They're going to be, give me Georgia tech. I think they're going to surprise you. And, I mean, if I don't have to hear their head coach talk about his answer machine, how it was a seven-minute message about being positive and you should look in the mirror and love yourself and be positive, I mean, I, I do that anyway. I don't need your advice. I say that to myself every day. So it, just give me Georgia Tech. Yeah, I, I agree with Georgia Tech. I, I think Loyola is actually a little overrated here. Uh uh, eight nines is probably about right. They got they got smoked by Wisconsin this year. They got smoked by Richmond, and uh, I really don't know how good the Missouri Valley is because they basically just played each other this year. It wasn't much of a non conference, so you couldn't really gauge. Um, and I think Moses Wright is the problem because I don't know how Loyola guards him because you can't put Gruwig on him because he's just too slow. So and they love to play man. I think Georgia Tech, you know, if they keep playing as well as they have, they should actually have this fairly easily. I'd probably agree with both of you. I'm probably going to lean Georgia Tech, but I'm going to have to wait till the last minute to get my uh, hopes on this one here. Let's jump to 5-12. We have the Tennessee Volunteers from the SEC 18-8 and versus the Oregon State Beavers. Total bid stealers, 17-12, and the 12th <laughs> seed. Man, this team killed it in the Pac-12 Conference. Smitty, you probably cleaned up a little bit with these cats. I know they're going to be a fun pick to advance and keep playing well. I think Tennessee's going to punch them right in the mouth and take this game <laughs> right, right out of the gate. I really do. I think Tennessee's going to come out firing early and then just lock down this defense. I'll take the volunteers here. Man, I've been bragging. If people from Oregon listen to our show, send me some T-shirts of the Beavers. Love them. Been bragging them up. I love the point guard. Thomas is a star. Love this team. Love the head coach. Give me the Beavers. Now, not to win the game. I'm, I think Tennessee wins the game. but And I have a futures bet on Tennessee, so please win the national championship. That'd be wonderful. I like the Beavers. I don't know what the line is. I'm going to look at the line. This is a teaser king special, but give me the Beavers. Keep rolling, baby. If I could care less, knock Tennessee out of the bracket. I don't care. Give me the Beavers. <laughs> I don't know what to make of Tennessee. Uh, I know Oregon State's played really well, um, and I, I've seen them late night. And you know, it's they're a hot team right now, so you have to factor that in. But uh, they just played a bunch of games. They, you know, there's no stars on that team. They just played really solid in their system, and it's kind of I think that coach came from Montana, and that's what he did before there. And they won some games in the NCAA when he was there. Uh, Tennessee's been so up and down. It's just you know, are they willing to play? Is this are they ready? Like because it's you know. They've had a bunch of big matchups where they kind of could have turned the corner and they haven't. And they really look like a Rick Barnes team right now when he gets late in the year and it kind of just starts getting away from them. So um, 
that being said, they're better than Oregon State by a lot. <laughs> so this is a really tricky pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee in a close one. I'll, I'll take Oregon, viewers of the points, Tennessee squeaks it out. So just a quick stat. You you killed it on the, on Tennessee. What, what are they? Their last 10 games, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Yeah, it's, a bunch of Absurd. Big Saturday matchups too, where they just could have really yeah. came out and you know kind of put their foot down and you know been the best, second best team in the SEC. Could have been the first best team. I think that you know Alabama kind of you know was good, but they they were within striking distance at one point. It just all kind of fell apart, and you kind of just look at the games and it's kind of hard to tell, you know. I mean, so yeah, we'll see. It, it looks like it had you have two sets of players on that team: one who want to play the way they played in the beginning of the year, and now they're playing a little quicker in the second half of the year, and it's just not working. So. Okay, let's jump to one of my favorites, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, the four seed in the Midwest, 20-8 and eight against the Liberty Flames, 23-5. and five. They are the 13th seed. I really, really loved Liberty. They play amazing defense. They have a superstar on their team guard. The problem is they're going to come up against this young Oklahoma State team who really is just going to throw fear and caution out the window and just, I feel, yeah, I personally, go for it. Cade Cunningham is a superstar. I'll be the first pick in the NBA draft. I think this is a horrible matchup for Liberty. I really wanted to have Liberty in a sweet matchup and advance them, possibly even to a sweet 16. I can't do it. I think the Cowboys roll in uh, round one. McGee averaging about 15 a game. Atlantic Sun player of the year. Shooting 41% three-point land. They're on a 12-game winning streak. This... This scares me because everybody loves Oklahoma State right now. And sometimes when you go into this tournament and you have these teams that everybody falls in love with over the last like two weeks going into like into this round or into like the conference championship and then into this, I'm not saying Liberty's going to beat them. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put the crown on. I'm going to put the robe on. I'm going to strut around. I am teaser king special taking Liberty up in points in this, and they're going to hang with this. This is going to be a nail-biter. I mean, I can see that. Liberty uh, played pretty good non-conference. They, uh, they played Purdue. It started the season off in, a, in a, one of the tournaments. They they beat Mississippi State. They beat South Carolina. They lost by four to TCU, and they lost by nine to Missouri. So those are real teams. You know, it's, the rest of the league, yeah, pretty, it's pretty rough. And it's, it's got to, you know, not the days when a Gulf Coast came out of there. Um. Oklahoma State's playing really well, and they have a bunch of young players. I, Matt, I agree with you that they don't. There's no. They don't know what they're doing, and that's what's going to help them. <laughs> like it's, it, yeah. they're just going to play because they're playing really well right now, and it's going to keep going. Like if it was going the other direction, they, I would take Liberty to win this game. But when you, Oklahoma when State you has watch, all momentum. Yeah, yeah. When I, you watch I, Oklahoma I, State, they they play a zone defense for a minute. Next thing they're on man to man. And it looks like they're running a box of one. Same with the offense. It's like, where are they going with this? They run at a high pick and roll. They just getting screens for the threes. I'm clueless, but I'm so intrigued. And I think with this, just the superstar in Cunningham, I think they get through and I'm actually going to look for these guys to keep rolling a little bit. Yeah, no, I think they're dangerous. Anytime you have an NBA lottery pick around a guy, a bunch of athletic guys, uh, you know, th- this is the game they kind of have to get past. And they might get scared here just because they're so young and, you know, Liberty's battle-tested in their experience. Um, but, yeah, once they get past that, Oklahoma State's definitely a team to keep your eye on because they can match up with anybody, size and athleticism-wise. 
All right, let's go to the next. Uh, we have the six seed San Diego State Aztecs versus the Syracuse Orange from the ACC, squeaking in as the 11 seed, 16 and nine. So there was a good breakdown. Somebody did it already. Uh, San Diego State, I think, has won 12 in a row. Nah, don't hold me to this. Oh, yeah. They're not a great outside shooting team. 14, which plays 14 into the in a row. 14 in a row. 14 in a row. Okay. Can't really shoot the, the three ball that well. And that plays into Syracuse's hands with the 2-3 zone. However, being a Syracuse fan, I actually think this is one of their least talented teams they've had in a while. And if Buddy Bayheim is just chucking up threes and not hitting them at all, I think it's going to go miserably wrong. And San Diego State loves to play defense. I'm actually going to advance the Aztecs over my orange. Yeah, I mean, it's a great matchup. Again, I've said it off uh, off air to you. I, I, I'm i glad Syracuse got in. I, I, I think they deserve to get in. It's a tough game. I think San Diego State could go really far. Sometimes the zone can – can screw you up. This is, I think this is, we talked about the Loyola Georgia tech matchup. I think this one is really intriguing. I think it's a great game to watch to how it could go. I think San Diego state in a squeaker. I think this game's close. I think this game's real close. It'll be interesting to see how San Diego state attacks the zone. Uh, Matt Mitchell, their, their go-to guy is basically the perfect kind of point forward to put at the free throw line and, play with how Pitt used to tear apart Syracuse. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of go against this. I think Utah State's a pretty zone-heavy team, too, and they gave the Aztecs trouble this year. But I looked into it. San Diego State actually shoots the three pretty well. They're uh, 37% from three. So they can solid. do it. Yeah. yeah, you know, it is pretty solid. I think their biggest issue is they don't have as many scores. They're kind of a team that likes to go miss it and go get it and put it back. That one player, is it Shacklefield? Shackle? One of their players is a pretty good three-point shooter, and I think it's like Shackle Phil or something. His name is. Yeah, Jordan Shackle. Shackle, uh, six, six, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, he, he shoots forty-seven percent. Yeah, he's a good and shooter. Then, uh, you got, you got, you're going to come out have to do on him and stuff. But yeah, I think this. I think it's a great game. I really think this is one of the better matchups. I think this could go. This will be interesting to see what the line is. This could be one of those. You know, Syracuse can score sometimes. Sometimes they've given up points in the ACC this year. But I think this could be a little bit of a lower scoring kind of fight game, too. I think the line was initially minus one San Diego State. Yeah, no, I, I would like San Diego State with that line. I, I just don't think Syracuse has enough scores. Uh, I, don't I don't think either. the zone is going to be as much of a problem. I, I think if I'm looking at their schedule, and I think Colorado State's kind of a zone team. I think BYU has played zone because they're so long this year. And uh, Utah State, I know, definitely does with Ankita uh, uh, in the middle. So. They made they, not, it's not the same, but yeah, I think they can adjust. I like it. I like San Diego State too. West Virginia, the three seed, eighteen and nine out of the Big Twelve versus Moorhead State, twenty three and seven, the fourteen seed. So WVU has been quiet because uh, they bowed out earlier the Big Twelve conference. They kind of finished on a lull. They kind of worry me. If they had a different matchup, I'd be even more worried if they ran up against maybe a Colgate who likes to get up and go. I, I think they're still good enough to cruise by Moorhead State. I think this is going to hang around double digits right around 10, and then West Virginia will pull away late. Yeah, better one of the better West Virginia offensive teams over the last couple of years. Usually a really heavy press team. 
that turns you over, sometimes can't shoot the ball very well. They can score this year. Moorhead, again, can score some game. I mean, you saw it against Belmont. They put a lot of points against Belmont. They like to defend, too. I agree with Matt, though. I think West Virginia is way too much for this game. I think they win by double digits. Yeah, they have the scores to carry them, I and mean, that's been a problem in the past where they usually rely on a undersized guard to kind of carry their offense. Um, they have wings that can score this year. Now, it's kind of interesting that they're not West Virginia. Like, they don't rebound well. Their defense isn't really, you know, a Huggins quality. Uh, they don't press anymore. Um, Moran could give them some issues on the boards. Um, it's a good offensive rebounding team. West Virginia is, like I said, it's just not it's not their usual team. Huggins has actually really done a good job kind of morphing this team as it's gone on to kind of play to its strengths. So, you know, I think Moorhead's going to scare them. I'll take Moorhead with the points, and I'll put West Virginia on upset alert. They've, they've had a history of uh, not showing up for first-round games. I think that Stephen F. Austin got them with a really good team a couple years ago, and uh, even at Cincinnati, Huggins kind of struggled with that. Bold. I like it. Yeah, I like okay. it too. like it. Good info. All right. Here comes my number one most hated game of the tournament. Clemson Tigers, the seventh seed at 16-7. <laughs> First, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights from the Big Ten, 15-11, the 10 seed. Frankly, I don't give a rat turd who wins this game. I think both of them should be in different brackets and losing to some upstart team. Give me give me Rutgers. I wish this game would have been about 3 a.m. and you just wake up at around 6.30 and you check your phone <laughs> and you saw the winner. I won't, I won't say what I tweeted or texted the boys because my parents listen to this and they might not like it. <laughs> um, but I could care less about this. This is a really boring game. It's, um, It wasn't that bad for my parents either. It wasn't that horrible. But it, it's, a very, it's a very boring game. I, it just doesn't, it doesn't match up. Clemson bores me. Rutgers I was really high on. And it, they're just they're they're boring too. This I mean, it, this is one that you just you put something on it, or you just you wake up and you roll over, and it's six something in the morning. And check your phone and say who won the game. I could care less. Give me, I'll take Rutgers in this game. I ripped on them earlier, but I'm actually going to go Clemson here. I just took a look at Clemson's schedule to figure out how they even got in. And do you know who they who they beat in their non-conference? They've got I Purdue. Do. They beat Maryland. They beat Alabama. Our Lady of the Lake. No, they, they, this is a pretty legit. Their non-conference schedule is excellent. It's actually, uh, you could argue, it's probably with the best non-conference schedule that I've seen of all these teams. And they've Can got I throw a caveat in there, though? So they beat those three, but they couldn't beat the, the bottom teams of the uh, ACC? Well, uh, their worst loss is to Vatek on the road. So, And that was coming off of a win at Alabama. Um Lost Virginia, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Duke, and Syracuse. So everyone's in a tournament. The, the one bad loss is the Miami game uh, that they kind of ended the season on. So that's kind of the, maybe the most freshest. So maybe – but I'll tell you what, you're, this game will be horrible. It's 338 <laughs> in tempo. <laughs> this game will be slow and ugly. Um, it's it's going to be ugly. I don't think they can set it low enough. This is like Virginia Purdue last year. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those that it breaks the models because it, both tempos are so slow. This is is this the old Wisconsin um, forty eight forty six game? I could see that easily. Yeah, I, uh, Clemson's eclipsed. Well, they they scored every time that they've scored like high or they're, they've a lot of points they've lost. So it's just, you know, Rutgers has to score, but Rutgers can't score. So that's, that's, you know, you know what kind of bet this is? This is one of those that you, 
you don't put a bet in. And if you're out watching it, you live bet this. And if it's really, you just keep taking the under, 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 or if the under and then it picks up, then you take the over at a, if it's set at a very low over under total. I think this is, this is a perfect game to live bet. Ugliness. This is ugly. If yeah, you guys, this, is, this is the noon game. This is the game where you get out of you know work to go to eat at lunch, and it's on, and you're kind of talking to your coworkers because no one's really watching. I'd rather game. watch Jason. I'd rather watch Young and the Restless. <laughs> I'd rather see what, I'd rather see what Victor Newman's doing in Genoa City than seriously watching that game personally. So it is pretty interesting. The over under on this game right now at Rivers is one twenty eight and a half, and <laughs> there it is. Ken Palm has this at 122. And, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I think there's some value right now on the under there. That, Take the <laughs> under. Go hit it, everybody. You heard it. Here's right. my over-under. If Victor Newman's going to swear on the Young and the Restless two times <laughs> in a scene. There you go. All right. So we're going to move on to the 215 game. And I am actually highly intrigued by this one. This is the only 15-2 game I'm intrigued by. Houston Cougars, 24-3, the two seed, against the Cleveland State Vikings, 19-7, the 15 seed. Both these teams love to just crash the glass, go hard, reckless abandon, really don't care about fouling, even over the backs, anything. This is going to be an intriguing game, in my opinion. Kaminsky texted this earlier about how they love to go to the glass. I'm still going to lean Houston to win this. I think Cleveland State could throw a little scare into these guys. Blowout. Yeah. <laughs> Blowout. This ain't going to be close. Cleveland State goes in droughts. They can't score. The Cougars can score. This is a blowout. This this is about – I'm not going to say what they did to Cincy today. I don't think it's going to be that bad. But they win by 15 to 20. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Houston does not struggle with uh, teams that are – bad teams they've they, they've embarrassed them so um it, it will be interesting to see if houston can match up later because they run a really smallish lineup and they do play rough like and then the ncaa that can get you because they do call it much tighter um and they even got a little bit today early against cincy where they were trying to whistle to control the game but yeah cleveland state should have got a better matchup i, really, I can't I really wait like for my phone blowing up all right we're jumping out of that bracket we're going to finish it up in the south with the Baylor Bears, the top seed, 22-2, and two, kind of limping in, just a slight little limp, uh, going against the Hartford, 15-8, uh, and eight, not the Whale, uh, 16 seed. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is this is the first time Hartford's ever been in the tourney. Probably going to be their last time in a while. Uh, just give me the Bears. This is another one. Hey, let's guess the point spread. Probably going to be 25 and up. Yeah, they better – Vin Baker better be uh, going into Indianapolis – uh, and even with Vin Baker on the team, they wouldn't win this game. Baylor in a blowout. Seriously, how did they not make the tournament with Vin Baker on their team? No, like, yeah. They, they, they like, all said that, and I thought they did. And then you yeah, guys they, said that. How did they not make that? I mean, who they? choked they? in the conference tourney. I think they lost to oh, – I, 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 I want to say his name was Malik, and I think he played for the Golden State Warriors. Was Drexel in that league then? Maybe. It, Exactly. You know what? That was because that was the last time Drexel made the tournament. Was Malik Rose uh, yeah. played for the Spurs? But wow, yep. you know what? That that would make more sense then. But uh, I, 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 that's just off the top of my head. I'm not saying I'm correct. I know, but it was just like one of those deals. You have an NBA All Star power forward on your team, in the, yeah. the Mac, like, and you, you can't make it. <laughs> you well, should have got Col- there. Colgate had uh, 
Colgate had Foyle. Remember him? Um, Donald Foyle. Yeah. Donald Foyle. And I don't know how many times they got in either. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I mean, we're really going back. I mean, we're throwing there, <laughs> guys. Like, yeah, if we have if we have young listeners, they're like, who? Yeah, exactly. Who? Who? A Donald Foyle? You have Google young listeners. Yeah. You can figure it out. YouTube. Like, yeah. YouTube. It's been big. interesting Google. Yeah. Oh, very interesting nowadays. <laughs> go, right, go, look, uh, go, go look up Jack Sigma with his patented Jack Sigma move <laughs> that they still talk about in college basketball. There you go, kids. Go learn okay, something. Okay, here we here we go. One of my hottest teams right now versus one of my biggest fades. Uh, the 8-9 matchup. North Carolina Tar Heels 18-10 of the SEC or the ACC versus Wisconsin. 17-12, the nine seed from the Big Ten. I love what North Carolina's doing. I thought they had a chance to win the ACC tournament. They had a nice little run. This team is massive, can crush the offensive glass, and it all comes down to what are their two young guards going to do with the ball against my biggest fade, the Wisconsin Badgers, who to me look lost right now. I'm going to take North Carolina to advance. I think the line was only one when it came out. I had already betted at minus two and a half, and it's probably even gone up since then. I said it to Matt. I, I Doug Kazarian gave it out on Twitter and said it was a minus one right when they announced this. I cannot see how whiskey can match up underneath. UNC is so big. This is like I would do on the shows a long time ago. Reach in your couch, find the change in your couch. If your wife's purse around, just reach into it. See what you have. See what your wife has. Put a little chips on this. UNC blows out Wisconsin. There is no way Wisconsin can match up with this team. Blowout, I'm calling Until Kaminsky digs into his sheet. Oh, I know. He's studying. I know he's going to go against me here. No, it, it is interesting because I've, I've watched them both. Obviously, you know, Wisconsin knocked Penn State out of the Big Ten tournament in their dream season. Um, <laughs> North Carolina is playing much better. Uh, they're big. They're pretty predictable on offense, though. They're not a good offensive team, but they are excellent on defense. Wisconsin's defense stats are somehow – they're 18th in defensive efficiency, and I have no idea how because I've never seen them be that good this year at all. Um they have size, so they can kind of combat North Carolina a little bit. Um, and the fact that the Wisconsin's guards really can't guard anyone, you're really not going to affect them here. It is going to be an ugly game. Um, both teams kind of play slower. Jeez, uh, North Carolina probably should win, just because I agree. I don't think Wisconsin's very good this year. Uh, but they, they have found ways against, you know, in the Big Ten. They, they, they made it through that ringer, so – I really can't make a pick here. I'll probably take the under because I think this will be an ugly, ugly basketball game. A lot of, a lot of rebounds, a lot of defense, a lot of fouls. Good info. Love it. Now, here it comes. Cue the Disney music. Here comes my Cinderella pick of the tourney. I love their matchup. I couldn't have fallen into a better one. Villanova, the five seed, 16-6, and six, minus Gillespie at the guard against the Winthrop Rock the Hill. 23-1, and one, the 12 seed. I am rolling. Money line, Winthrop, and I'm just going to cut my bit right there. That's it. You know why he's saying it? Because he got a t-shirt, everybody. Oh, t-shirt. Now, no, I'm joking. Just I'm joking. I love this, helps. too. I love it. We talked off the air. Hey, listen, in 2007, they beat Notre Dame as a as an 11 seed. Love this team. They got the big boy underneath, 6'7", 210, can score. Now, we talked about his conditioning's not great. Villanova scares me a little bit. Can they win this game? Yes. I 
I love Matt. Matt loves the dog plays in this, and I agree with Matt. This is a great dog play. I love the teaser spot. Don't even know what the line is. Maybe even straight line in this. Winthrop's really, really good. Good luck, Villanova. It's going to be a tough game. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to do more studying on Winthrop. Uh, but what I saw at Villanova late wasn't great. Um, watched them lose at Butler in a game when they actually did have everybody. And uh, they looked like the kind of team that was going to get overpicked because, uh, you know, they, they don't really have any big bodies to match up with teams that have good bigs. Um, they don't have really prolific scorers. They kind of just, you know, they pass the ball around the outside and somebody hopefully hits a three. Um, they really don't have someone who can go get a basket. And if they did, it's the point guard who's now out. So uh, Winthrop, I think that I read they returned 11 guys this year, a um, bunch of all-conference guys, you know, seniors. It, it, match, it, it looks like it should, right? Like that's that's the twelve seeds that always cause havoc whenever you got these experienced teams coming back. So and you're going against the crippled uh, five seeds. So yeah, I'll go Winthrop here. I'll, I'll probably do both. I'll probably take the points and put a little on the money line just because it scares me only because it, it, I think a lot of people are going to be on this. But it also seems like the twelve five game, the one everybody loves, comes through. I don't know why it is, but it does seem like that always happens. I, to be honest, I'm not going to be shocked if all the 12 seeds actually win their games this year. That'd be Georgetown, UC Santa Barbara, Winthrop, and Oregon State. I won't be shocked at all. At least to cover the spread. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, they're going to be my big pizza pizza money throwouts this year. All right, we're going to move on to the four seed, Purdue Boilermakers, who I originally had trashed and bashed against the North Texas Mean Green, 17-9, and 13 seed. So I bashed Purdue all year. Um, I was just never sold on them, never really liked their style of play. And then I got to watch them in the Ohio State game in the Big Ten tourney, and they actually did impress me. They played well. They got down, and then they made a huge run. They are big. I wish they had a better um, facilitator, let's say it. But even with that Zach Eady off the bench, this is going to be a tough team to match up for. Round one, I don't think they have any problem beating the Texas Mean Green. I'm intrigued to see them go round two if they do get to play Winthrop. Yeah, I, I like Purdue. I know you haven't been on him. The big guy, you said, set like 7-4. I mean, he's big. He's going to be a tough matchup. That game last night, North. let me just say something on that North Texas-Western Kentucky. I had North, I had Western Kentucky to win the championship, conference championship. They got down 17-0. That was a train wreck. Came back. And can I tell you something? I'm so sick of can, – can TV stop showing the coach's wife 75 times in a game? I don't care what she's doing. Then they have to show the North Texas dad dancing in the crowd 96 times. I don't care. The only thing I cared about is if Stansberry's wife would have held up a sign and said, you're sleeping on the couch because you're a bonehead and you cost your team a game because they did not go to the big boy late in that game. They were up by seven. North Texas had nine points in the second half. Nine. And they I think they scored a total of 14 total and they won the game. And that game was only down by 10 at the half. And they kept showing his wife. Stop showing his wife. I want her to hold a sign and say, You're a bonehead. I, I'm gonna divorce you. Now I'm moving on here. I know I'm fired up tonight. I love March Madness. I this game's a route. Purdue way too big, way too big. North Texas can't score. This is a route. 
I'm going to go under first because these teams play slow. North Texas is 350th in tempo, so 63 possessions a game. I think Purdue is somewhere down there, too, 274. So you're going to see like a 60 possession, 61 possession game because it's going to definitely benefit North Texas to play slower. I mean, when you watch them play, are they a fairly athletic team, though? Like, it looks like the, their defensive metrics are pretty good. They like, they actually are. I, I, I actually got that. I got home after running some errands, and I got to watch that game. And like somebody said, at 17 nothing. I was almost determined to turn it off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let it go because uh, Western Kentucky had the conference player of the year. And I watched. And North Texas has a lot of athletic bigs who are all 6'7 to 6'9 and can really – go to the rack and actually rebound well. I just don't think they have enough to even compete with Purdue. I, yeah, I don't think they, they can score enough. Blow out. It does blow out. Yeah, it looks like they have a matchup well when they've played out of conference. They've played Loyola Chicago. They got beat by eight. They uh, played West Virginia, lost by 12. Uh, Mississippi State lost by six. Arkansas lost by 15. So, um, yeah, I, the only thing that concerns me about Purdue is, like you said, they don't have a guard that can break down a defense. Like, everything no. is motion. Everything is dumping into Trevion Williams and uh, yep. the, uh, the big guy coming off the bench. So, you know, if you have a quick team that has some length, uh, Purdue could get a little stymied. But, yeah, they shouldn't. And they haven't been great at covering in the tournament either. They kind of do enough to get yeah. by. And they usually play better the later rounds. All right. Super intriguing matchup on the card next. I have a futurist taking on this next team, Texas Tech, out of the Big 12, 17 and 10, the sixth seed, which I think may be a little low for them, personally, against Utah State, who Smitty loves 20 and 8, the 11 seed. So Utah State loves to play D. Texas Tech with Mac McClung should love to score, although they don't score as much as everyone thinks. I think this is a super tight game, but I'm actually going to advance Texas Tech in this matchup. Love Utah State in this. The big boy, Quaida, seven-footer, very active, 18-6 yesterday, can really score. Silva for Texas Tech's always in foul trouble. He's going to knock him out early in this game. Uh, Utah State can really defend, can shoot the three. I like Utah State. This is an upset. This is my upset. This I, I think Utah State wins this game. You know, it, Texas Tech is so dependent on McClung for points, especially late. Um, it really depends on he get, how he goes. Um, I don't know. Utah State is a bunch of tall guys. They're not very athletic. Uh, and Texas Tech guards the rim well. Utah State goes to the rim for points about 40% of the time. And that's that big fella um, you were talking about. So I'm actually going to take Texas Tech in a close one. Actually, I would yep. say the, the point spread is going to be. But uh, – I think beer just won't let them. And then the word culture will be said 55 times in this game when referring to Texas Tech. <laughs> I do love Chris Beard, though, as a coach. Yeah, I, I do, too. Coach. I do, too. Yeah. I think he's a guy who's going to burn out, though. He's a little almost too intense, I think, at times. He's going to – he kind of is trending that – like a modern-day Bobby Knight, not the you know, yep. 70s version where you couldn't do that stuff anymore. But it, <laughs> he's got to he, he's got to ease off a little. Like He doesn't have the horses he's had in the past. I mean, his offense is really dependent on McClung, but – it is. They they play defense so well that I think Utah State is going to have a hard time getting shots. Let's they straight. don't have anyone either that can break somebody down and uh, kind of open things up. Let's hope he grabs a chair and chucks one across the court. That'd, That'd be amazing that. television. That'd be, That'd be great. He came close later earlier this year. <laughs> okay, the three fourteen matchup in the South. We have Arkansas Razorbacks twenty two and six from the SEC versus Colgate. Winners of their conference fourteen and one. Only fourteen and one. Fourteen seed. 
So I'm going to give a shout out to Seth Davis. He predicted this as his biggest upset of the tourney. He took Colgate over Arkansas. I can't see it, but the only thing I can see is this is going to be high scoring, run and gun, a lot of fun to watch. I'll probably take Colgate with some points in this one, but I think Arkansas wins this game. Yeah, it's going to be high scoring. They like to go. Colgate can really score. Colgate right now is also on a 13-game winning streak, just to throw that out there. Up and down game, going to be very high scoring. I mean, again, look at a teaser play to take the points down, take the over, take the over straight. I think up and down, this should be a great game. No, I like the Razorbacks in the blowout here. I just uh, – I don't think Colgate can match up. It, it, you know, Colgate is very analytical. They they basically follow the modern. is a three-pointer or it's a layup. There's no two-point game, right? Arkansas does the exact same stuff. So I think they'll have enough – Musselman's a crazy guy. He'll figure a way to motivate them uh, for this game. I do think unders in play because Colgate, to be in it, is going to have to play slow. They can't run with Arkansas. Uh, they'll just get run off the court. And, uh, I mean, they are built like an underdog otherwise. Uh, really good field goal percentage, really good three-point percentage. But it's really hard to gauge the Patriot League. They didn't play anybody outside of that league this year. And you go back and look to last year, it's not really quite the same team for Colgate. And when they did play big boys, they got smoked. So um, they're going to have to hit their threes and hope Arkansas misses theirs to pull this out. So I actually think the Razorbacks are going to have a fairly easy night. Terrific stuff. Last last two matchups for everybody out there. We have uh, the 7-10 game, Florida Gators from the SEC versus the Virginia Tech Hokies from the ACC. Florida 14-9, Virginia Tech 15-6. and six. Great matchup on paper. I'm going to give Q a shout-out. He can't be with us tonight. This is his <laughs> Florida Gators against his other team, the Virginia Tech Hokies. Couldn't be a bigger sweat from him. I think he, I think he likes, disavowed, though, uh, Florida the, the other day. He said he's not rooting for them anymore. In oh, no. He said he wants them out and their clown coach <laughs> light out. Yeah. That's, I'm actually uh, going to roll with Virginia Tech, though, in this game. I think this is going to be a tight one, and I think this is actually going to be another real low-scoring affair. I like Florida. I don't know what – I mean, I don't know what the line is. I'm not – I've said it many times. I'm not – I think Virginia Tech's a good team. And again, Florida's a very weird team. Florida kind of reminds me of like Maryland. I don't know if you know what you're going to get out of them. I guess I agree with you. I think it's a close game. I'll take Florida to win the game. I can honestly say I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was looking at Virginia Tech's schedule because I have such a negative connotation of them. And I'm thinking, why is that? And I'm I'm looking at the games that I saw them play. Penn State was one of them. They got smoked. That was just a game where Penn State hit everything and Virginia Tech could do nothing at home. And the other game I saw them play was Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, where they also got destroyed in yeah. the second half of that game. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm, I'm a little skewed on Virginia Tech because I look at their schedule, and they, they played well. And, um, you know, it seems like they got a fairly easy draw within the ACC, though, schedule-wise. Um, but they did beat Virginia at home pretty handily, and, uh, and they lost to Carolina in the tournament. That's the two best teams they played. Florida is super frustrating to watch. I totally understand the Q sentiment with uh, – that I watched the Kentucky game where they clearly should have just destroyed them and they kind of just let them hang around the entire game. And you just kind of, they were doing stuff. I actually texted a buddy of mine, uh, my college roommate, also a guy who loves basketball X's and O's. And we could not figure out what Florida was doing with the press. They had a guy moving around. We're like, we're not really sure what he's covering. He's kind of just, so I see what Florida guys are saying. They are probably rooting to lose here so they can just move on because there's <laughs> going to be some coaches floating around. So you got to wonder where the motivation is. Um, 
who knows? I I'll take Virginia Tech just because they've they've looked better. I think they can score where I think Florida at times can't. Though I know Florida's a little bit better defensively. I don't think they quite have the guys that they've had in the past. So I'll go with Virginia Tech here. I will do one little caveat on this. Uh, Florida to me does have the best player on the court in Trey Mann, who averages Great. 16 points, almost six rebounds a game, uh, three and a half assists, and shoots 45%. I mean, he leads them in all statistical categories. If you just want to base it on how everybody says the tournament is won by guards, Trey Mann could carry Florida alone past Virginia Tech, but I'd look at the under on this one. Good call. Yeah, I, I, I can see that too, Matt. That's a good call. Okay, yeah, Virginia Tech game. loves to play slow, so yeah. Yep. Last game of the slate, first round. Uh, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes coming in, losers of the Big Ten Conference finale, but a great run. The two seed, 21-9, against Oral Roberts. Yes, that is a real school, 16-10, and 10, the 15 seed. My girlfriend alone said, who is Oral Roberts and where are they from? So I had to break that down for her. This should be a blowout of my opinion, but I actually think this is going to be an entertaining game to watch because Oral Roberts likes to go, and I think Ohio State will actually indulge them in that and get up and run with them. I'm going to actually look at maybe an over in this game, but I think Ohio State wins handily. As I just dropped my phone, but I apologize on that. But, uh, yeah, Oral Roberts, I agree. Max Abrams, uh, I think he's the leading scorer in the nation, can really uh, can really score. Oh, yeah. They also, you know, teams going into this tournament, Oral Roberts is shooting 82% from the foul line. Yep, best in the nation. Colorado, not, not good for my Hoyas here, but Colorado is number two. UVA is number three, Eastern Washington that we talked about, number four. Yeah, I agree. You know, I had I went a big over on my conference champs. I had Western Kentucky that lost an OT. I had Ohio State lost an OT. So OT was not kind to the teaser king here uh, this weekend. That game was, you know, I like Ohio State. Uh, Liddell a little bit. I think he th- shoots too many three pointers today. I thought he did it especially way too many times. And I think too, he fades away too much on his shot. Washington's a really good player. The point guard that comes off the bench, number 13, I can't think of his name right now. Really like him as point. I, I, I think Ohio state's way too much. I think Oral Roberts, again, they could maybe s- sneaky, maybe first half play. Maybe I think they'll wear him down. I think Liddell will have a big game in this. I'm actually looking at Oral Roberts right now. I don't know much about them. I haven't seen them play this year. But like you mentioned, uh, Max, I think it's Amos. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, what offensive rating is just like in the top 50 in the country. And they have three guys in their starting lineup who shoot better than 43% from three. So uh, Ohio State, looking at their stats, tends to give up three-point looks. I think it's like 38% of their uh, – offense against or teams that score against them score from three. So or Roberts is going to get looks. So if they can hit them, they can cover. I don't know if they have enough to win. Um, Ohio state looks like Butler to me now when Butler was good, when Holtman was there. Um, I don't think Holtman knew how to coach the teams the prior two years kind of had different pieces. Now, you know, good three point shooters, one post guy who kind of draws stuff from Liddell, you know, I, it's probably too much for Oral Roberts to hang, but you know, it, they could be a little testy. I mean, they actually, looking at their schedule, they played uh, Oklahoma State, lost by five, Wichita State lost by five, so, and Missouri got blown out. But So they played these guys. Um, whether they can hang with them or not, we'll see. But they've, they've had a taste of really good teams this year. So 
might help. Yeah. I think this is going to be an exciting game. This is a this is going to be a fun fun fifteen two to watch, in my opinion. I I think they're just going to score and run. Like I said, I think Ohio State will indulge them in that. And I could see something in the eighty to sixty five range here yeah, for definitely. a final score. Can I can I throw, can I can I throw something out here because we got on Vin yeah. Baker and I looked up Vin Baker. So <laughs> Vin Baker for Hartford. Just throw this out. Vin Baker, his junior year. Let me find it here again. He averaged 27.6 a game. It was second in the country. 9.9 rebounds and 3.7 blocks. That was fifth in the country. His team, though, was 6-21. and 21. Man, he had some bad players with him. So I wonder. They had to be good, though, at one point. Uh, I'm looking through uh, – uh, my goodness, he 92. Baker averaged 28.3, fourth in the country. Uh, conference record now in America. He finished with 2,238 points. School record still stands. Well, of course it does. There's no one going scoring that over. That's never going to get broken at Hartford. <laughs> I think you could probably just give him some, the, the key to the area up there and just say that, that record's never going to get broken. Um, I don't know, Matt. I mean, I don't... Hold on here. Is that teammate? No, his okay. So ever made. However, Baker was not able to translate his scoring abilities and team success. Well, yeah, because here's the breakdown: his rest of his team stunk. None of his teams ever made the NCAA tournament, and the best his Hartford team ever finished in a season was fourteen and fourteen. Oh wow! That is yeah, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have guessed that. So there's a little bit. So our new show is called the Vin Baker uh, Trivia. So call in every Sunday night, and we'll give you more info on Vin Baker. You haven't even got into the good stuff yet. That's yeah. A- <laughs> yeah. That, that must have been. There must have been some bad players on that team. Seriously, you probably could pick up an IM team at any decent university and put it around Vin Baker, and you would think an NBA All Star could at least get you to, at least you know to the conference final. Yeah, fourteen and fourteen. Ben Baker, he's like fourth in the country, fourth in the country and scoring second in that one year. And you can't, you can't win. I mean, seriously, you're playing like Maine, <laughs> Fairfield, go, go Black Bears, go Black Bears, Canisius. Actually, that's a fun league. There's some really crazy school names. In oh my goodness! League, so. Good. I had a buddy who played at Sienna, and uh, yeah. Well, guys, I think we did a great job, man. I, you know, yeah, I think that wraps up uh, all the uh, first round games. I know it was a long show, but I mean, you have to do a long show when I mean, there's a lot of games, and again, you're going to go in there, and hopefully, you listen to this, and you go into your office, and you beat Skippy, the the copier boy, and you can you can win some money on some people. So what we're going to do for anybody listening, we're going to uh, do a Wednesday night show with with better breakdowns and uh, some better betting odds, numbers, parlays, teaser kings. Hopefully Kaminsky comes back on on Wednesday night. But I'll give a shout-out. Uh, again, his Twitter handle is jcam34, correct? Absolutely. Uh, Smitty Bucks, I am at If You Follow Matt. We still have Q Mills who will be backing around. He's go- going through a little bit right now, but he's still around for sure. So if you guys are listening, notebook wagering, hit us up. Give us comments. Give us likes subscriptions anything you want and we'd love feedback and we'd love questions and any support you have for penn state basketball we appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
I, I should tell them though that you are wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates hat. As hey, well. I, and I love every second. That's why uh, I'm on. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk baseball. So maybe myself and Jason will just do the shows and we can talk pirate baseball. Uh, I so won't we'll do, do fantasy that. baseball. We'll, we'll track the uh, the fantasy teams here because everybody loves to talk about that. And listen, everybody's favorite fantasy sport. And if you have another question on Vin Baker, please give it out and uh, yep. we'll look it up. All right, everybody, have a great night. Get those winners. Get some sleep because it's going to be a long week. Find those winners. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Kaminsky. See you, boys. See you, guys.